RPG lessons learned. When the game is over, when your players are gone, that's when lessons are learned. Brian, how are you? Dusty. I'm good. How are you doing? I can't complain. Mike, doing well? I am fantastic. All right. Today on RPG Lessons Learned, we're going to talk about our PvP gladiatorial combat game. But before we get into that, just a quick reminder that this is RPG Lessons Learned, the show where we talk about our mistakes so that you can learn from our experience. All right. The PvP arena game. We had been sort of flirting with the idea of of PvP for a while, and we did a pretty good job throughout our fourth edition days, throughout all our one-shots, of, of having characters that were fairly unified. The only PvP we ever had was when one character or another would become victim of a, of, a, of a monster's charm spell and would direct a few attacks, but you guys usually saved out of that pretty quick. We didn't have any real character-on-character character violence. We had that one instance back in fourth edition. Did we? Where uh, where my cleric turned evil. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yep. That that was planned though. And it was like yeah, a, yeah. it was like a wet blanket too. It just did not. Yeah, it, did, it didn't did not, go over well. Did not yeah. execute. Yeah. So the, no wonder I didn't remember that one. But what I guess what I'm saying is, you read these these internet horror stories about characters getting mad at each other and attack. We never had any of that drama. So we had gone for a long time with with no PvP. And we decided that, you know, what would be fun is, is a little bit of PvP as a tension breaker. So we came up with this idea for a game where everyone rolled level six characters. You could multi-class, but you had to choose starting equipment from one class. We had some other rules. We, we really codified advantage and disadvantage and, and, and not letting, you know, sort of verbal story elements dictate advantage or disadvantage. That way it was purely mechanical to make it fair since it was player versus player. So we laid out some ground rules. We laid out some ground rules for rolling ability scores. We, we did all that stuff. And you guys were allowed to roll whatever you wanted. And you only had to tell me so that I could bring minis. But anyway, we, so we, we played this one shot where these characters, you know, were, were rolled for the session. They weren't going to go anywhere after this. We weren't invested in them. But it was really a chance to, to say, can I build a character for PvP? And for me, it was a lot about system mastery. And, and trying to get good at that. But let's let's jump in, and if you guys don't mind, I'm going to ask you some questions. Was the PvP a tension breaker at all? Was, was it fun to, to face an enemy controlled by someone other than me? I wouldn't say it's a, it was a tension breaker. I would say, if anything, it was it added stress more than relieved stress. Really? Yeah. I, I, don't I meant it to be a relief valve. How did, how did it add stress? I don't... I mean, I guess a couple of thoughts. One, it... It's competition, and I'm highly competitive. And going in and battling against the guys that, you know, uh, are part of the team that I play with every every other week or every month at that point, whatever it was, um, for me, added stress, in, I mean, in the sense that it disturbed my normal status quo. Really? And also, too, from a competitive standpoint, I am super competitive, but one thing that I often tend to do is I will um, pull back, pull my punches if I don't, if I feel that I want an out for not winning. Interesting. So I felt that I guess I sort of tried to, what is it, gird my ego a little bit and not necessarily go all in. Interesting. Yeah. So, so I keep saying things like interesting. Wow. These are genuine reactions because we did not talk about this before recording. No, we did not. That, and I, I, I wanted to make sure to, to keep everything fresh. Let me give the audience some context here. Uh, I, when I talk to Brian, I'm talking to a man 
who loved Soul Calibur, could beat anyone at it, once beat someone else who played Soul Calibur a lot, holding the controller upside down to make it a challenge for himself. <laughs> I mean, one-on-one fighting games, when I, when I think of one-on-one fighting video games, I think of Brian. Yeah, yeah but th- 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 in my mind, this is a collaborative, cooperative effort, not a... Typically, yeah. But but it was meant to be a little variety, something different. So so for you, the fact that it's normally collaborative and therefore sort of stress-free, us turning it into a competition <clears throat> added stress. So, like, funny enough, actually, before the show started, we were talking about Talladega Nights. And in my mind, I truly believe if you're not first, you're last. And, like, I really don't want to be last. And I honestly, going in on this, a lot of times just expect, well, hey, you know, I think Mike's going to win this. So, because I think we all, because Mike loves RP, uh, loves RPGs and, and like this kind of stuff, and I think Mike is the person who has the most coming in anyway. He, his, his mindset is more geared toward this ty- style of game, where at least mine's not. I'm not an RPGer. Um, yeah, it was sort of in a way that was kind of a stress for me. See, it's so, funny. It's funny you should mention that because I was actually kind of stressed going into this too, knowing that basically my objective here was to see who could build a more rigged character to find to find that that spreadsheet math, you know, that that core competency between character classes to to do the highest output of damage per second and be the least vulnerable to anyone else's attack. Um, so yeah, I was kind of stressed going into it too because I knew that I knew that I'd be basically going up against Chris. Who would have gone, you know, deep into skills and feats and the rule books to build something crazy. And so I also equally had to go in as deep into the rule book and the skills and the feats to build something counter crazy to what I knew would be expected. Wow, I feel like I completely misread going into this thing. Because I, I proposed the idea, hey guys, let's finally do PvP. We'll do arena, we'll have some rules. And at the table, when we you know so we finished up one game, we always talk about our next game. At the table, you guys seemed really into the idea of having our next... So did the stress come immediately, or did the stress come later when it kind of sunk in? It was going in for me. Less so being at the table, it was more the stress of preparing for no, it. No, I mean, I mean at the table, when the idea... At the, at the end of the previous game, yeah. when the idea even came up, was it immediate stress, or did it have to sink in? It sunk in, I think. Yeah, it was. it was like, oh, crap, this is coming up in like a day and a half. I better start building my Mondo character. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly basically where I was. Yeah. Interesting. So not attention breaker at all. No. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So what do I write down about this? Uh, I guess. So it, it wasn't immediately evident that it was stressful, but it became stressful. Honestly, for me, I think a lot of this comes down to ego. So... I don't know about Mike. Maybe it sounds that way as well, and Chris isn't here to speak. But I think be mindful of your players' egos in how to best utilize how to how to best leverage your players' egos or not to crush them. I don't know, but that for me it was an, it was entirely ego. I'm gonna so so it being ego driven. I like that. I think the note I'm gonna put down is, is gonna somehow include the word competition instead of ego. There you go. Like maybe be careful when introducing competition into your into your collaborative game. Love it, especially competition against players. That's I think that's that's the thing you got to be careful of. Sorry, I'm writing here, and I think some people probably really love that stuff. Just it's personally, it's not me. Well, yeah, I mean, look at World of Warcraft, where oh, PvP yeah. arenas are, are huge. It's oh, it's, yeah. it's half the game. It seems to be the point. And yeah, look at look at the entire professional video game league series. That's yeah, 
Yeah. And I say half the point for for World of Warcraft because that's exactly what I was I was thinking about World of Warcraft and and half the game are these you know player versus environment dungeons which is what we do all the time in D&D at tabletop and then there are then there's the PVP. So for me I thought I was introducing a, a healthy mix. But this is this is really interesting. So it's funny you should mention that because my my attempt at creating characters was exactly that character creation for World of Warcraft PvP. You know, you you've got your flavor of the month. You've got your spreadsheet work that says if you do for this character class with this build or this equipment, you'll put out this DPS at this rate. And this is better than all other character classes of this type in this configuration. Yeah, DPS is damage per second right. for those of you who, who are not um, in the lingo MMOers. Yeah. And I'm not even I'm not an MMOer anymore. Um, all right, how about this then? Was Fifth Edition a good balanced system for this? Yes, I agree. I think so. Okay, and and let me be specific too. When I say balanced, um, was your character sheet more important than your tactical skill level at the table, or were they about equally important? I do a terrible job. I always do a terrible job of preparing my character by selecting spells, selecting feats. For me, that's always a secondary sort of concern more to basically everything else. I, I would be a much better player if I put as much care and thought into that as I should. Were you, I can't remember how the competition went, were you creamed in your round? So for those for those listening, we, we, we did a bracket tournament. We talked about doing a round robin, but decided that was just too many fights. And we decided that a bracketed tournament made the most sense. So everyone rolled two characters. There were four of us. So a bracketed tournament worked out beautifully. Um, in, in, in any of your bracket competitions, did you get creamed or was it close? Or I remember one being pretty close. I think I think that was the one with, um, was it the paladin or the fighter? One of them basically, I think, come down to like one attack going sideways. And if it had been successful, I pr- I think I would have won. But if but I only had one hit point. Oh, I remember that we had two different battles come down to one hit point. Yeah, and that was one where I basically didn't do well uh, with that attack, and then was of course one hit put me down. Was five a good system in terms of did it feel completely luck based, or did it feel like skill really mattered? For me, it was whoever could just do the most fastest first right so if if i could come out of the gate with a high damage attack that would then disable a character for a round or two or make them prone or put some sort of status on them then then that was that was the goal that was the fight that was the fight one um, so for you it came down to initiative yeah it was down to initiative if, if i could go first and i could then put a status on that character specifically for my monk who could chain attack on attack on attack that that was the goal. So if you, if you could drop a stun, which is what you mean by a status effect, if you, if you could drop a stun or, or whatever, yep. then game over. Pretty much, yep. Okay. So we thought about round robin. We did the bracketed thing. We just we just mentioned that. Was bracketed the right call? Would you have preferred round robin? Would it, would it have given you the opportunity to have luck be less of a factor if it was kind of an aggregate series of battles? Luck's always going to come into play. Yeah. I mean, it's never not. I mean, it's a game of statistics, for the for the most part, not entirely. I mean, skill factors in strategy. I don't know that it would have made that much of a difference. If we were scientifically trying to figure this out, then I would have wanted to do a round robin. But yeah. I worried that round robin would just be too much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We could have a double blinded tournament, and we don't know actually who we were playing. <laughs> <laughs> I walk into the room. You're all in separate meeting rooms, and I walk into the room with 
All right, here's what your opponent just did. <laughs> sort of like mail-in chess. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Okay. Um, I don't feel like I've, I've, I've picked up any lessons learned from from the 5e a good system question or from the bracketed tournament Here, So here's question. the question. So when it comes to 5e, so I think the alternative is what would have been a better system? Like, would it have been 4th edition? No. I don't. 4th edition I don't think would have been a better system for what we were trying to do. I don't think it... So... Fourth edition, there was a game called Dun- Dungeon Command, lest we forget. And Dungeon Command was was largely based on the idea of, hey, 4E is a great mini combat system. If we change it up a little bit and introduce kind of a playing card element, then Dungeon Command can be this really interesting skirmish battle. I think if these were skirmish battles, where each one of you controlled, you know, four or five guys, like a party, instead of one person, then 4E would have been the perfect system. But for one-on-one... For one-on-one, 4E was so much about the roles. Tank, controller, um, striker. What about BRP? Like, with BRP, that might actually have been kind of fun to try. Uh, with BRP, it, it would come down to, does the wizard get a spell off, does, and does the fighter save? And if the fighter saves and gets close, the wizard's done. Yep. If the fighter doesn't save, then, then then the fighter's done. But I think, so, basically, we could have rolled more characters or had pre-gen characters go in had more games and then i think that i don't i think that could have been fun interesting i'll, I'll toy around with that so, so for me for me 5e was the right system for this game because part of what i was trying to encourage was 5e system mastery yeah i felt like some of the characters had been phoned in as far as you guys building your characters so making you dig deep and figure out how to how to how to be a little more effective I'm not trying to encourage min-maxing. I'm not trying to encourage munchkinning. I was about to say, wait a second. Yeah. We, we have a history of having min-maxed characters. What You really Where don't, is, though. But, I, I, I don't. Well, maybe maybe I do. Maybe, maybe that's mostly me. I, I know Chris does, too. I know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't as true in 5th, but I, uh, maybe I'm thinking of, of his characters in 4th. But, yeah, there there was definitely some min-maxing going on in our group and skills optimization and definitely some munchkinning. I'm gonna roll six, four, four, four six-sided dice. Yeah, for forty-two hit points. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's talk about the tactical situation in the arena, right? Yep. So, I set it up so that you guys were far enough apart that it took more than one turn's worth of movement to close. And to me, I thought this would give you know player characters other than barbarians a chance. Because your ranger's going to have no chance if, if every combat instantly closes. Your wizard has no chance if every combat instantly closes to melee range. And I think we uh, we did a good job of, of destroying that by pretty much ruling all melee characters. Yeah, you did. <laughs> there was a ranger. There was one ranger. None of you rolled a magic user. None no, of you. No. I and that, that was surprising. I think going in, we expected Mike to be a wizard. Yeah, we did. And I absolutely would not roll a wizard because my wizard would have been obliterated. It is the exact same thing you mentioned before. Anyone who had closed range with my wizard would have absolutely just rolled over the wizard. The The wizard is only useful if they have someone to keep space between them and their target. Which is the point of the balance. Yep. Okay. So is the PvP kind of out of our system? Like, to me, we, we you guys, sounds like you disagree, but to me, we've been building up to flirting with the idea, talking about PvP, talking about how fun it would be to fight each other. And then we did it. And I haven't heard any more talk whatsoever about PvP. Is is it out of our system? I would say for me, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, so I guess it's one of those things like, it's like your 20s, you're sowing your wild oats, you're doing whatever. 
you get it you get it done you move past it i think a lot of ways uh, my competitive self you mentioned the soul caliber thing that was very much part of my 20s um i think a lot of that competition when it comes to trying to prove that i'm better than somebody else or has gone away and now i tend to just compete against myself so that i want to be a better player and i honestly um pitting ourselves against each other really should be the best way of doing that I mean, in a in a very I spent the whole weekend talking about Dragon Ball Z with my nephew, <laughs> and of course that's all about training and uh, sparring. But I don't know for whatever reason, spar using PvP as a as a ma- measure to spar seems to be at least in the one instance that we did it less effective than just a lot of gameplay. Yeah, okay, that's fair, and and not a lot of story. But it, this was the time too when we we're trying to figure out in RPGs. Were we as a group more comfortable emphasizing the RP or the G? Mm. And this was an attempt to emphasize the G, G. and yeah. see what we thought. Definitely. I think we were more focused on the G part back then, too, where I'd say as a group now we are more focused on the RP part. Mm. I think we've, we've I don't want to say changed as a group, but I think we've, we've grown up a little bit. We've evolved, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So are we more or less likely to have random PvP in the middle of a session? Like one character get mad at another character and actually attack? I don't know what circumstances would lead to that. Yeah, I'd say unless someone was just trying to set up a separate storyline to to take their character in a different direction, I don't... I so without pre-agreement, no? Yeah, I don't see that happening. No, good, and, and believe me, I don't want that to happen. So, ad-libbing an extra question here. Is this something that... So we mentioned doing this again. Is this something we'd ever actually want to pursue again? Or is this the waste of a good game session that we could we could tell a good story instead? I would never be up for saying that we would never do it again sure never say never but in general right now how do you feel like eager to do it again and kind of like mm, now that we talked about it i'm intrigued or no we put this to bed and unless it comes back up on its own i'm done I'd say, go ahead I, I don't have an appetite to do it again uh i would be up for doing it again as long as it was something that happened between um storylines so if we once we're done with our beginner's box campaign in uh pathfinder if we decided that we wanted to do that, I would. It, that could be something we do in the interim between the next campaign. That just kind of sparked something in in my head. Maybe, uh, maybe if we change systems again, or if we we go back to a system we haven't played in a while. Maybe before we start a campaign in that system, we we do a PvP session to familiarize ourselves with the with the mechanics of that game. Yeah, that, that makes could, sense. That could be a good exercise. I'm I'm writing that down actually. PvP as an introduction to a system yeah because one thing that did happen in the session that i liked a lot well I, I didn't like it and then i liked it um was how much how many rules how many different rules you guys have looked into yep and when it's just me as the arbiter of the rules and then all of you guys if i make a ruling in favor of another character then so so mike if i make a ruling in favor of brian's character that's ultimately in favor of you too and you're not gonna you're not gonna be like whoa 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 wait 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 there's this other rule that you're not thinking about dusty yeah but when it's character versus character, then all of a sudden all the rules matter. Yep. So I think it did force some system mastery that we hadn't, I mean, at, at the table as well as in building the characters. So PvP as an introduction to a new system, I like that a lot. All right, let's 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 go back to the whiteboard real quick and, and see. I only wrote down really three Lessons learned, and two of those are closely related, so I'm actually going to cross one out. So today we only really got two big lessons learned. Uh, the first one is is really caught me off guard. 
So it's a valuable lesson for me, which is be careful about introducing competition into your cooperative game. That's big. You guys both caught me off guard. I thought this was kind of a, a neat little fun house, casual fun thing that we did. Turns out it, it created and drove some stress. So interesting. Seriously interesting. Yeah. And uh, part of me that, that, that feels intensely personal to me because I don't like losing. But the fact that Mike feels the same way, I, it's, to me, it says it's probably more of a... Yeah, it's validation. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I have the same thing with board games. When 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 we when I show up for a game night and you know at a game where I'm a player and it's like people didn't show up let's do board games instead I'm like oh man because board games tend to be competitive and I feel this crazy pressure to win. Yep. Liz always wants to do a board game night and I always veto a board game night because I am not a good loser and she's not a good loser either. So one of us is gonna lose. One of us is gonna have a bad night. Yes, sir. All right, so the competition versus versus cooperative thing, I really like that. I really like that a lot. And the second thing is perhaps consider PvP as an introduction to a new system. Would that fact that would the fact that it's a new system take some of the pressure off of quote unquote having to win because it's new it's new to no. everyone. <laughs> In fact, that would I think that would emphasize it because I think if I t- was doing a new system and I lost, that would mean that I'm less clever and I don't I don't, I don't like that. All right, so you heard it here first. We we may never do PvP ever again. <sighs> Within the context of a role-playing game, which is fine. It's, it's not the point. Wait, in the context of a role-playing game, so we may do PvP in real life? No, that- no, no, no. In the, in the context of a video game, <laughs> oh, certainly we'll Dust, do PvP. Dust, Dusty would win. D- Dusty would win. The last time we did that, Dusty did win. <laughs> Dusty has nailed me in the back of the head once. We were boxing at a party. Let's not go into that. Dusty's nailed me in the front of the head. It was, they were 16-ounce boxing gloves. We were wearing mouth guards. We yeah, were we safe. were. It was fun. It was very fun. But I, 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 hit, the, I hit the ground. Me too. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's RPG Lessons Learned this week. Be, be careful before introducing <laughs> PvP, both at your table and in real life. Take the necessary precautions for your game and your teeth. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, remember that RPG Lessons Learned is a member of the RFC family of shows. So you can find RFC and all the other shows in the RFC family at tfradio.net. And then the Amazon affiliate link for TF Radio is there. Uh, this show, I don't think I'm quoting anyone when I say this. This show is free, but it's not cheap. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of equipment, um, time, energy, hosting. Hosting being the big one. Yeah, hosting is expensive. That goes into the show. Awesome. All right. Thank you for listening. Have a good week. People call them postmortems, evaluations, appraisals, reviews, retrospectives. We call them lessons learned, and we're sharing ours with you.